Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelly Shearer here and welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me here today. We're going to talk about open-mindedness today. This is part four in the series on high-functioning habits. Now you can get a lot of this in the written format uh, just by downloading the ebook off my website, livingwellwithshell.com, livingwellwithshell.com. However, I'm just going to, I'm going to extrapolate on some of the stuff that's in the little ebook and talk about uh, some things that have been kind of going on in, in my life just recently that hopefully will help you understand uh, yourself better and wh- why you feel the way you do about certain things. To me, open-mindedness is, a, is an important process in the whole high-functioning uh, or high-functionality uh, system that you are wanting to put in place in your life. Habits are unique to you. I talk about this over and over and over again. But you have to keep an open mind when you are learning and listening and interacting with the world around you because if you don't, you may miss out really completely on what you need, okay, what you need. And I'm not going to right now get into the whole mess that's in the world right now because let me tell you, there's a lot of closed-mindedness going on out there and it is creating huge dissension and division amongst the world. We are all human beings and I want to reiterate that word, human beings, not human doings. So we really get caught up in that, I believe, as human beings uh, about the doing. In fact, it was something that I had to bring right out to to my coach this morning, lay a flight on the table and say, man, I'm having a rough couple of days here. You know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Where is it leading me? Da, da, da. I'm just kind of questioning everything. Now, I'm not going to lie. The weather has been terrible here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada the last couple of weeks. We're jokingly calling this January. Plus, I've put the rib out in my back again, so it's it's prodding into my lung and making it uh, hard and painful to breathe. But these are just things that you have to kind of stand back sometimes and say, hmm, what do I need to learn in this situation? Okay, keep an open mind. And if you think that everyone is like you, No, the fact that you're listening to this podcast or perhaps you've downloaded a book on Audible this month or or you're listening, uh, reading something about self-improvement, it puts you 80 and some psychological testing has rated that even as high as 90% kind of ahead of the rest of the population. Now, there's no room for judgment here, but if if you're wondering if I really know what I'm talking about, and I tested this by the way myself when I was writing the ebook, when you're in a group of maybe six to 10 people next time. It could be anything, bunch from church, you're going for coffee, you're going for lunch, your friends at a dinner party, uh, your kid's sports team. If you're standing around just shooting the, shooting the breeze, which we all do so often as human beings, just bring up the subject. Hey, so what's everybody reading right now? What are you reading that's sort of inspiring you? And if almost everybody, for me, it was everybody looked at me weird uh, and said, what are you on some guru trip or something? Well, there's your answer, okay? There is your answer. But like I say, no judgment. This isn't about judgment. We just want to become 
more of who we are as human beings, okay? And open-mindedness allows you to uh, test the limits of your belief, to question your limiting beliefs, to ask yourself what your subconscious might be up to that you're kind of unaware of. And let me tell you, that little puppy along with your ego just loves to run around and have its own way with your life. You have to be conscious about that. Consciously choose something different and stay open-minded to, you know, what you're reading, seeing, whatever. Uh, You need to understand how your mindset's working. Otherwise, you're learning and then your execution aren't going to get you as far as you'd like. And a reason I say that is, especially even on the learning, if you have a preset notion about something and you read something that contradicts that, if you have not consciously, and this is a habit, by the way, I truly believe the things I talk about, these are not just ways to get better habits. These are habits unto themselves. Being open-minded is a habit, okay? Because you have to practice it every day. Otherwise, you will just roll along in life, believing all this, you know, stuff you learned from childhood, taking on your parents' belief structures. Maybe you don't even believe what they believe, but you'll respond to it the same way I do. Oh my goodness, the times I catch myself going, that was my mom, without even thinking about it, okay? So be that as it may, this isn't going to happen overnight. That's the other thing. So something you need to understand, like I say, it's a habit. It needs to be practiced. I've been doing this work since my late 20s. And let me tell you a little bit of kind of about my past. I was 27 years old when things started turning around for me. And I mean drastically turned around. I actually, uh, and I think I've podcasted about this before, did a course called The Pursuit of Excellence. It really helped me understand the filter to which I see the world and helped to understand, you know, that I have a very controlling personality. I can often be a very A-type personality. I'm just going to get her done. Okay. It's just, it's who I am at my core. And it also helped me then learn to interact with the world a little more effectively around me. I don't need to reload the dishwasher after someone's done it already. It's just rude. Let it go. Okay. So here's what was going on in my life at around 27. My son was five years old. I had up until that point, I'd been disowned by my parents and I was alone. I felt very alone. I had been married uh, to my son's father, a man to whom I was a second family, and that marriage didn't even last two years. I was then a single mom, and when Ryan turned five, I became engaged to uh, a gentleman, and he ended up being physically abusive. I was making poor choices. However, that was the turning point when things really began to happen for me and everything changed in my life. Some were good, some were bad, but they were all amazing lessons because that's how I chose to to learn to take them. Now, I'm 55 now, so since I was 27 years of age, the learning has been ongoing. And here I am now, hopefully helping and facilitating some changes in your life, or if nothing else, just helping you think outside the box, okay? Does the journey end? No. No, I actually truly don't believe it does. I believe this is something that goes on for life. Now, you might go, oh my goodness. And I'll explain why that reaction might be something that you feel. Because often it can just feel endless. And the reason I say that is because I am the type of person that often wants to get something done and be done with it. Job done, accomplished, moving on. I am not a great maintainer. That's why uh, later in life, 
my, my bookkeeping business and finance company grew in the fact that the types of clients I took on were more senior. I did more project management and things like that and ended up having bookkeepers work for me that did the data entry. Because solving the same problem every week, you know, I did it when I was younger. I needed to make a living and raise my son. But as I got older, I just had no appeal to me whatsoever. Now, the problem with that, though, a little bit is you can get into a mindset of always being at the end of the journey, like looking forward to it. Well, you miss out on the the journey, (laughs) okay? We don't always want to be focused on the destination. I told the story before how my husband is, when we travel, he is destination-oriented. In fact, we've, we had to have a little come to Jesus talk a couple years ago in our marriage about his complete and utter subconscious need to have a fight every time he went on vacation. It was awful. Then I found out his sister does exactly the same thing. I am the journey. The second I walk out my front door with my stuff packed, I am now in the new space. I'm open to the new experiences. We're going to the airport. We get to the airport. We get checked in. I meet someone nice at the counter. We go get a cocktail if that's what what's up uh, is up for us or something to eat. We get on the plane. We watch movies. We get to know the people sitting beside us. All of it, you're following me here, all of it is the journey. And I love that. But he struggles with that as a person. It's like, I'll be great when I walk on that cruise ship. Well, guess what? We left for the cruise two days ago. That's a whole two days of him just being pissy and (laughs) wondering, are we there yet? Okay. We all have a little bit of this in us. I do for car trips. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I just bury myself in a book. And he's okay with that journey. So it all kind of depends. You see what I mean? Everyone's a little bit different. So just kind of, you have to learn to know yourself. Okay. Different people are going to react different ways. However, where what was the book I was reading? Was it Atomic Habits? I think it's Atomic Habits, where they talk about, you know, reaching your goal, and that's okay. Assess it, realize what habits have changed, and then create some new goals. I don't want you to think that when I say this is a never-ending journey, that life is a miserable, you know, exhaustive uh path of change and disrupt. No, you're just going to make a decision about something you might want to change in your life. You're going to find a way to make that happen. You're going to tap into your own, into your own um, habits and and mindset of how you are, and you're going to stay open-minded to new learning and you're going to accomplish that. You're going to practice it and accomplish it. And it doesn't always take tons of time, guys. I always kind of joke, people kind of joke with me saying, you know, Shelly, creating habits for you is like a superpower. I just read in in Jim Quick's book, I think it was Jim Quick, in Limitless, that stated that he disagrees with that. No, it's tiny habits. Sorry, BJ Fogg said in his book, I got a couple things on the go here right now. He's the one that stated that you can actually put a habit in place a lot faster than all the psychology has been telling you for years if you are emotionally vested and have a good reason for it being there. If it's something that's forefront in your mind, you're good to go. That's why it was very easy for me to change some of my eating habits when I contracted fibromyalgia. I didn't want to be in pain and hurting all the time. I needed to be as healthy as possible. So learning to eat nutrient-dense and cut out the white crap and the sugar and the alcohol and the things that create inflammation, honestly, wasn't a chore because what I wanted was bigger than those things that were in my life, okay? So that is something I want you to think about. Don't get depressed with this. 
I want you to think about your journey in life is just, yes, it is a long, continuous road with turns and mountains and valleys, but all of it is beautiful. All of it's beautiful. And you don't just get somewhere and then say, you're done. What are you going to do then for the next 30 years? You're just going to still think the same way, be the same person at 30 as you, you know, that, that you are at 60. To me, that's a waste. That's a waste of everything you have to offer the world and everything you are as a human being. Okay. Now here's a little segue story and it it was kind of sad, but my mom and I laughed. I walked into my parents' house two Sundays ago and dad was ranting. My dad's got advanced dementia for those that um, aren't my regular listeners. And he was ranting to mom and I heard my name spoken. Now no one knew I was in the house yet because I just walked in because the door was open and no one was answering the knocking, which means no one's got their hearing aids in and they're out in a bedroom somewhere. And sure enough, well, my dad's very lost in his mind right now. He thinks he's in his 30s and he thinks he lives in Richmond and his mom's still alive and my dad's 80, 79, 80. Uh, And all of a sudden I heard my name and it was like, okay, well, if Shelly's coming down here today, don't you give her any money. (laughs) And I was like, did I just hear that? Pardon me? I haven't. My parents haven't had it to give me money. And I guess maybe in my 20s when I was young, like coming out of my teens, yes, I went to them for a couple of things. I got myself into some trouble and uh, and they had to bail me out and they helped me. And I'm grateful for that. I learned the lessons. Some of them were a little harder than others. But in his mind, somehow this is where he was. And I was kind of laughed. I walked in and mama says, so what money do I need? And she goes, oh, sorry, you had to hear that. I'm like, it's okay, mom, what's going on? She goes, well, you know, he's just so lost in his mind right now. But the problem with getting a disease like that is it amplifies some of what you were before. It still shines through. And what I mean by that is my dad still paints me with the same brush at 55 as when I was 18. Now he's not cognitive anymore, but if you went back five or 10 years, his opinions haven't changed. He hasn't moved on as an individual. My parents did very little to grow as human beings. They were raised with their belief structure. They kept them firmly in place for all of us. And they still feel that way today. And if they made a judgment about mistakes you made when you were young, you are still that idiot in their mind. It's, it's quite fascinating. It's so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It might be hurtful for, to you if you experience the same thing, but also just think how limiting it is for them have some sympathy for them, compassion. Their lives are are just not even close to what they could have been. When you have that shut down, black and white, no open-mindedness, no willingness to grow. Okay. And it was quite funny. And the other thing too, is dad's a real male chauvinist. And now with his mind's going, he just says nasty things. Women are stupid. You, you women don't understand anything. He loved my mom and showed her a lot of respect throughout their whole marriage, but he still at his core believed that men are better, women are less because he was raised in a man's world in the forties. And he was raised with that biblical uh, hierarchy of God, man, wife, do as you're told nonsense, which is just give me a break. And, uh, that's not even remotely what God's intention was there at all, either just, you know, in the scriptures. Women, the Bible actually has tons of scripture about women being revered and how lucky it is to find a wise woman. So my dad making comments about how stupid we all are as the female race is like, really? But that's just a little bit of him coming out without a filter anymore uh, and how he truly felt when he was younger. Maybe he masked it with a little bit of trying to behave himself, but there's no filter anymore with dementia. And this crap just comes right out of his mouth. Okay. Is that how you want to be? So the point of that whole story, guys, is 
Do you want to be that shut down, narrow-minded, never change your mind, never learn new things, never take into account that science is advancing and there's something new to learn? You know, if I sat, if five years ago I talked to my parents about the fact that the, you know, we have a consciousness or a brain gut, I guess they call it, that the lining of our stomach they've now discovered has multiple layers of cells that are exactly the same as in our brain. That's why you get the expression gut feeling. And, you know, some people are so much more empathic and they're kind of dialed into energies around them. They pay more attention to those types of things. They would have said, you're insane and you're woo-woo and that's, oh, by the way, that's sacrilege. Like that is a sin. It's all new age and that's not God's way. Well, I'm pretty sure if they believe the way they believe that God created us. So therefore, when science says differently and discoveries are made, one should perhaps move with those beliefs. But nope. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be shut down or do you want to be open-minded? Okay. Now, this is why me as a person, so I've got a sacred gift of, of knowledge. I love to go to courses. I love to learn stuff. And this COVID stuff we've all been going through for me right now has been just amazing. The stuff I've, I've gotten to learn and it's not easy. If you think video, learning video editing at 55 is easy, nah, it's not. But I just was determined to learn it. Plus, I see what not using your brain does. Like I'm watching my family and and that's heartbreaking to me. And it's been going on for generations. Like Alzheimer's and this stuff runs in our family. Well, genetics play 25% of your makeup. And the rest is choice, lifestyle, and mindset. And I've chosen that I'm going to keep my mind as active and as learning and building neural pathways as I can for as long as I can. Therefore, the reason I mention that is I have a very high, strong emotional need to keep my brain healthy. So although there was a moment there, the first week of the video editing, where I wanted to throw my hands in the air and say, I can't do this. This is crazy. Who's expected to learn to, I don't understand what they're talking. I had to watch the training video five times for this one section because it just, the penny didn't drop. And then the guy is using the scrubby bar uh, and, or the scrub, scrubby, scrubber, and he made some reference to one of the icons that was exactly like in my podcasting software. And it's like, oh, oh, I get, oh. I get it. That's all it took. Then I went straight back to the learning and went, okay, I get that now. It was like this block. I just wasn't getting this one step in it that he was trying to teach. And then it made sense. It's like, oh, oh, I get it. It was awesome. Okay. So as an extroverted introvert, so in other words, I'm an introvert by nature with a very uh, social personality, very outgoing personality. And I love to go learn things. However, This is what's different in my experience from an extrovert going to a course. I come home from that course, get into my infrared sauna, get into my bathtub or my, I used to have a hot tub, but I don't now. So it's usually my bathtub. I uh, recharge, I recuperate. I might read romance novels for a couple days and not learn anything new. I'm done. I'm spent. And then I'm refreshed and able to do it again. My husband, who is a true extrovert, We'll go do something together. He's ready to go to the after party because now that charges him up. That's his energy. It solidifies the learning for him. It solidifies the social connection. Uh, I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) So if you're an introvert, don't think that means that you have to be sitting on a couch and not going out and having amazing experiences. You need to do that. 
It just means that your recovery is going to be a little different. How you handle that learning is going to be different. It's still, I still want you to be open-minded, receptive to new ideas, um, meet new people, have these experiences to grow. Just know that you have a different recovery protocol than someone else. And I tell you, it's, it's come to my attention just recently, you know, now that I'm, you know, I had my first public speaking engagement last year. And when that happened, I started to question, could I, with my health, do that sort of thing? Because after it was over, you know, that evening, I was wiped right out. And then I was watching Brendan Burchard, um, the author of High Performance Habits. He did a rather candid write-up in one of his uh, Instagram posts or something about what he does when he is doing one of those three-day live events, when he is the only one on stage for eight hours, the only one pretty much doing all the talking, keeping that energy level so high. He goes back to his hotel room or wherever, and he soaks in an ice bath. He's careful what he eats. He makes sure he gets sleep. He goes and meditates. And he lets his staff handle all the details because that's not what he's there for. Those three days are about his energy to the people. But it was really stunning to me what he has to do to recover from that and to keep going. Now, I shouldn't say it stunned me, but one, I was just impressed that he was so transparent. But secondly, I realized, okay, this is just about adapting. This is just about adapting. Now, here's something that is to do with what's going on in our world today, speaking of adapting. So my girlfriend down in the States, <clears throat> excuse me, she's started to struggle. She's, it's been three months. I'm, I'm done with this. And they are in an area just outside Portland, Oregon, where there's a lot of cases. So masks are mandatory. There's actually a curfew. I mean, I'm not even going to get started on this whole practical martial law that's being instilled in our rights being taken away. But you know what? That's why you stay open-minded. So you can see the lies through the truth and find the truth in the lies, vice versa. She'd kind of had enough. And she's, I, I just, I just, what do I do? And then she came to a realization the other day after I, her and I chatted a little bit and she got her spirits up a bit. And she's like, Shelly, I just realized that this is the new norm. And that's what I needed her to click into. So I sent, we were talking and I said, sweetie, this is no different than when I contracted or when I manifested uh, fibromyalgia. When that hit me so hard, I wasn't going to just lie in bed for the rest of my life. I just, I wasn't. I had to adapt to a new norm. This is no different. You don't have to agree with what's going on in the world out there, but the bottom line is the world has changed and whether you like the rules or not, the rules are there. And for the most part, the majority of people are following them. But you still need to go out, go do your shopping, go to the store, go for a walk, visit friends that you, that you know that are close to you and in your inner circle. We need to carry on with life. And if that means carrying on with life with a few more safety protocols in place, so be it. But you don't stop living. And that's really what I think a lot of people were starting to get frustrated with and, and very started to get anxious and a bit depressed and started to worry is they're just, they didn't have the, uh, they weren't doing their lives. They weren't living. Even with the new protocols, they just weren't living. And you need to, you absolutely need to have that normal. Okay. She wouldn't have got to that conclusion if she hadn't been open-minded to what was going on around her to reassess the situation and say, right. Okay. You know what? Do I like wearing the mask? No, I only wear it for, you know, half an hour. And even if it's just out of courtesy to other people that are all scared or older people that it's just, what's the word I'm looking for? Respect. It's fine. 
She says, it's not the end of the world. I don't wear it in my car. I'm not wearing it at home and I'm not wearing it around other people. It's just, I wear it where they tell me I have to wear it. And the rest of the time I'm good. You know, we wash our hands, we practice good hygiene and we're just careful, which we really should have been doing all along anyways. But you know what I mean? This is the new norm, but it doesn't mean we have to hibernate and bury our heads in the sand forever. So open-mindedness really is just about being receptive to new ideas. You know, you talked about contemplation. That is a step to open-mindedness, which is why I always talk about it before I do this subject. Uh, Even though if you're not open-minded, you're probably not going to want to, you know, meditate or have quiet time and planning time. But the bottom line is that also opens your mind. So they really do go hand in hand together. It helps you learn and grow while being honest because there's an admittance that you're not omnipotent. Omnipotent. You know what I mean. You're not God. (laughs) That one's just not coming out of my mouth today. It brings you to realize that there are truths you'll encounter and incorporating them. You will be better and ultimately higher functioning. Okay? Love and expression. You don't know what you don't know. So stay open-minded and see what the... And the universe cannot bring you what you are closed to. If you ever watch the movie Avatar, um, the, I was going to say witch doctor, but the, the sacred, the shaman, the lady in the tribe, she, uh, she goes up to Jake Sully and she pokes him with her pin and tastes his blood. And she says, you might be able to be taught. And he says, she says, we have tried to teach the others, but you cannot, you cannot, um, fill a glass that is already full. You cannot add to a glass that is already full, I think is how she says it. And it's so true. If you if you close your mind and fill your glass with your belief structure and you will not budge from that, you will go through life just in your own little bubble because the universe can't penetrate that. You know, the divine cannot step in and say, are you listening? I got something to tell you. Because you're literally giving it no room Uh, maybe the word's better, no invitation to join you, okay? So here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Despite whatever life throws at you, don't get beat down. You can deal with the challenges and keep yourself productive. Because one last little comment about, about that and being productive is a limiting belief, excuse me, that you won't have challenges, And I think a lot of us go through life, uh, I was just dealing with some financial stuff this week and, you know, do you have a rainy day fund? And I was on a, I was on a, a, a call actually this week on, on earning and managing your money and things like that. And this COVID hit people so hard because they had no nest egg. They have no rainy day fund. We live in the moment in, in the North American world, uh, paycheck to paycheck for the, for most people with no planning. Okay. Your mind and life work pretty much the same way. You need to accept that challenges are going to come, that the water heater might die, that the dryer might kick the bucket, that your car might need a repair. And I'm not going to lie, I've been caught up, you know, I've done this myself thinking everything's just going along peaches and cherries here. And I think, great, we're going on a vacation. And then something goes wrong and there was no budget for both. So practice being open-minded. Make a conscious decision that this is the person that you want to be and practice that every day. And part of that practice is questioning. It's questioning why you're reacting to a situation a certain way or why you did something that you did or why you think the way you thought. That is all part of 
being as high functioning as possible. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>